<clears throat> What's up, guys? I'm Jermaine, and this is It's Not That Deep. Woo! Feels good to be back, y'all. I took a week break as kind of a mid-season finale. I was working on some creative things kind of outside, on the other side, but I also wanted to gather my thoughts on where I wanted to go next, but thank you for all of the follow-up over the past week, wondering where I went and why a new episode hadn't come out yet. Um, I appreciate y'all so much for liking the podcast so far and just keeping up with me. Um, Just so you know, new episodes will be released every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, You can keep up with any updates on Instagram at It's Not That Deep Jermaine. With that being said, I hope you guys all got a drink or something in hand. It's currently 1.51 a.m., but... I decided to drink a smoothie instead for some reason, so I made a smoothie with some frozen fruit and just some orange juice, so that's what I'm drinking tonight as I'm recording this podcast. So today, we're going to talk about empathy. Um, Empathy is essentially being able to understand what someone is experiencing without having to experience it yourself. Um, I consider myself to be an empathetic person, sometimes to a fault, but... Today, I want to talk about some of those ugly experiences that I've had with being an empath. I hope we all leave this conversation with something useful. Um, This is my experience with paying the price of being empathetic. Now, something that you often face when you're an empathetic person is being understanding, but never being understood. Now, I think that any overly empathetic person can relate to this. Oftentimes, empathic people feel misunderstood because we expect people to get us the way that we get them. And man, have I experienced that quite a bit, actually. All of my young adult life, I would say 16 plus, I've been told how secretive, how closed off, and how distant I am. You don't open up to people. You don't let anyone in. I don't know anything about you, etc., etc. When I tell you I've heard it, there's probably not a single person, active or formerly, in my life that has not said that either to me or about me. And I, I used to take offense to it. Like I used to think that there was genuinely a problem with me. I used to ask myself what I had to hide and why didn't I let anyone in? Like, what was wrong with me? And then I realized I'm really not the problem. And I can say that confidently because I'm very self-aware enough to admit to my flaws. Like, I can admit that I'm a very cautious person as to what I share with who and when. But that's because I'm protective of myself because people aren't always 100% honest with their intentions. However, I consider myself to be an open book. There's nothing that you can ask me that I won't tell you, but if I notice that you don't listen or you don't pay attention, then I won't waste my time. And if you take that information and handle it maliciously, then don't expect for me to ever tell you anything. Another thing, I'm a Scorpio. (gasps) We are naturally secretive. And honestly, I'm the best person you can tell anything to. The minute you say, don't repeat this, I will literally take it to my grave. I'm still holding on to grade school secrets for real, for real. But with that being said, I'm only going to tell you what I want you to know. 
And a lot of that has to do with my level of trust for you. I build my trust in people over time and my loyalty is in return. Once you break my trust, <laughs> you might as well just block me because I will never, ever, 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 ever trust you again. I don't think I've, matter of fact, I can confidently say that I have never rebuilt trust with anyone. Once that's done, it's done. I mean, I can coexist, but never on that same level. But I try to actively understand people and their situations and what they go through. I'm very intuitive and energy driven. I feel like I can understand people without having to try so hard or be in or go through what they are going through. What I've learned through that is that oftentimes I'm misunderstood. And lately, I'm trying to grow just to be okay with that. Um, you know, because I have stories to tell, I have things that I want to express that I go through. Um, I just find my own outlets to do so, i.e. a podcast. Um, understanding but not being understood is a very deep body of water. But I'm swimming, though. So being an empath, you just have to understand that you won't always be understood and that people won't always get you but that's okay moving forward another problem that a lot of empathetic people face is letting other people's emotions affect you okay Another very dangerous and self-defeating part of being empathetic is when you let other people's emotions impact you in unhealthy ways. Now, disclaimer, I have grown so much with this over the years. It really took a couple of toxic relationships to end for me to realize the errors of my own ways because I don't in any way, shape or form hold anyone accountable besides myself for this. But let's talk about it. When you're swimming in a pool of empathy, it's so easy to start to let the way people feel and what they're going through affect you in that negative light. It's almost like you start to absorb the emotions that they're feeling. I always blame it on my passion to see people do well, though. Like, I want to see every single person who I surround myself with be successful. I mean, I know that's what we should all want, but check your circle. Anyways, I truly do. I believe that in order to win in life, you have to lift people up. If I'm going to hate on you, be jealous of you, throw subtle disses at your accomplishments, spread fake love and all of that, then why would I even be around you? Again, check your circle. Moving forward. When you so passionately want to see the people you love do well, be well, thrive, and have the life that they manifest, it's so easy to take it personal when life hits them unexpectedly or when they're down or when they're going through unfortunate circumstances. So you can oftentimes find yourself absorbing those emotions that they're feeling. I know for me, what makes it worse is I have such extreme survivor's guilt rooted from experiences related to childhood, but also I'm a devil water sign, so when it comes to an emotion... I'm going to feel it. I have a hard enough time controlling my own emotions. So then when you add other people's. I wanna go home. But for real, I have very strong emotions, all of them. 
And when I'm too deep in that ocean of empathy, I start spiraling. I won't even know how I really feel because I've consumed so many emotions from people around me that I start to lose track of myself. Remembering that I am not responsible for their emotions. I may not always be able to help. People aren't always looking for help. And they're just sharing what they're going through the best way they know how has helped me. Also, mindful thinking and journaling has helped me as well. Starting each day by writing what I'm thankful for and what I'm grateful for before I even open my phone, before I check social media, etc., etc., has truly helped me control my emotions and how I absorb other people's emotions. Oh, and therapy. Definitely therapy. I love feeling emotions so strongly once I learned how to control them because I didn't have to change who I was in order to not let other people's emotions affect me. I just learned how to properly handle and take care of my own mental health while actively trying to support and be there for other people. But with that being said, internalizing everything is another price that you pay when you're an empathetic person. Internalizing everything is a war that I am actively in. I am strapped up on the battlefield, honestly. Now, I've come a long way, but I'm definitely not there yet, and I can admit that. I'm very selectively social. I'm an introvert. Partner that with anxiety and seasonal depression, and you get a wild ride, let me tell you. Being an empathetic person who doesn't know how to manage all the emotions that you absorb while already being an emotion-driven person can really cause you to spiral out of control. Trust me, I've been there. When you couple that with internalizing literally everything, you start to tell yourself stories that aren't even true, but you aren't capable enough to differentiate reality from the stories your mind creates. Then you end up feeling sad, misunderstood. You start to withdraw and refrain from socializing. You become irritable and nervous. You don't want to communicate. You have all these negative conversations with yourself all the time. It can really send you into a downward spiral. My experience with internalizing everything has never been a great experience. When I tell you I will make up whatever version of a story in my mind and believe it's true. And again, a lot of this stems from being so overly empathetic because it's so easy to take a person's behaviors and actions personally when you're so emotion driven. My therapist said something to me years ago and it changed my entire perspective. It's really simple, but it's significant. And that's other people's words and actions are not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. And that really shaped the way I internalize things. I'm not saying I've 100% stopped because I'd be lying. However, it's not as extreme as it used to be. Being so energy driven, I can tell when the energy is off. I can tell when people aren't vibing like normal. People say a lot of spiteful things. It's so easy to take everything personally, especially when it's coming from someone you love. I'm now emotionally intelligent enough to understand that what people say to you, about you, whatever, good or bad, is not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. Also, a reality check that I had that has also helped me is if you take what someone says to or about you so personally that you internalize it so deeply it interrupts your peace, 
somewhere deep down, you believe it to be true. Shocked the hell out of me, not going to lie. But it's true. Now, I don't feel the need to defend myself against a lot of things, true or not. I am who I say I am. There's nothing that you can say to me to make me change that. Internalizing so much because you don't want to waste your time explaining just to be misunderstood. Listen, say that shit. Holding it in won't do you any good. And I'm at a stage now. I give myself a 24 to 72 hour window of internalizing. That's it. After that, pack it up. Either say it or move on. I still go through it, but I give myself that reality check real quick. Real quick. But not only do I internalize, I also overanalyze everything. Where are my overly analytical people at? Okay, we in attendance. Got it. Why do I overanalyze everything? Mm, maybe because being an empathetic person who doesn't always have an outlet for themselves lands you in a predicament where you have to make sure that what you're thinking, feeling, observing is accurate and true before you act on it. Maybe it's because I get so caught up in a worry cycle trying to eliminate uncertainty about the future. It's like my brain switches to overanalyzing to eliminate that uncertainty. It's it's really a side effect of always being in that survival mode. I have to always think of every possible outcome of every situation to try to prevent the worst and protect myself. Even when it's not that deep, it could be the simplest of things. It was great when I was 16 trying to figure out how to survive on my own in the world and make ends meet. But as I've grown to now... My mid-20s, it's so damaging. I spend so much time overanalyzing that I don't make decisions as fast as I should. I'm always stuck on the fine line between trusting my gut intuition and racking my brain to make sure what I'm doing is right and I won't end up in a messed up situation. I don't take anything at face value. I always dig around to try to find the hidden meaning behind everything, every person, every action, etc., etc. Update, there is a such thing as black and white, believe it or not, but I will hunt for that gray area. Sometimes I'm right, most times I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I will blow such small things so far out of proportion, it's ridiculous. Being so overly analytical makes me so critical of myself though that's why i said i have to journal what i'm thankful for what my accomplishments are and all of that because i never think i'm doing anything right or that i'm doing enough that damn doomsday mentality what i've learned to start doing to combat to combat my overanalyzing is acting on impulse that can be dangerous too but it's working for me again I caution you to do this responsibly. However, if I think of something I want to do, I do it right then and there before I have the excuse to talk myself out of it. I have trained myself to really give in on impulse and use my intuition to do so in a healthy way. Because if I don't, I'll never make it to where anywhere I want to be. I use impulse as a tool, almost a weapon to go against my overanalyzing. And it's honestly starting to work for me um, because by the time 
it's time to overanalyze something. I'm already there. Yeah. But with that being said, it's also so easy to lose yourself trying to help others find themselves. Listen. Listen. Again, being an empath can lead to such an unhealthy relationship with your own self-worth, your own success, and your own being. I'm going to say exactly what I wish someone would have told me five years ago. Don't dim your light trying to spark someone else's flame. Don't hold yourself back from doing the things that you want to do because the people around you aren't moving. Move on and move around. Surround yourself with successful people who are moving in the direction that you want to go. Like if you're always there for everyone else 24-7, when do you have time for yourself? How long before your battery dies? How long will you continue to try to support people who don't want to make the changes they claim to want for themselves? Self-love is everything but selfish. And if people hate on you for putting you first, that's all the validation you need. Drop them. Drop them. Let them go. Mom, dad, sister, brother, friend, spouse, cousin, uncle, hell, the dog might even have to go. Get relentless with applying pressure behind yourself. You'll see in time, those who stick with you are the ones who are doing the same for themselves. Think about it. We can water each other. We can lift each other up when we need to, but we got to keep it pushing. You cannot let yourself get lost trying to be a support system. At the end of the day, all you have to depend on is yourself. I mean, yeah, you build a support system of people around you. But at the end of the day, you're the coach. You make the plays. You have to get in the driver's seat of your own journey. Because truth be told, you put all that effort and energy into trying to help somebody else find themselves. And then look at both of y'all lost in that square one. You can have empathy. You can have understanding. Don't let it cost you your own happiness. Make sure you take the time to focus on yourself, your own goals, and your own priorities. I gotta put me first, Lucius. I gotta put me first. I gotta put me first, Lucius. I really wish I would have heard that five years ago. Although, I don't know if I would have understood it back then. Because I was really naive um, some time ago. But nowadays, I'm learning more and more that it pays to be selfish. It pays to put yourself first. You have got to make yourself a priority. And so should everybody else around you. Now, one thing... We do, as empaths, as empathetic people, one thing that we're good at, we're good at a lot of things, but one thing we're good at is making excuses for bad behavior. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's the one. Something about being an empathetic person can really make you dumb as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to say it. 
We make so many excuses for the way people act all because we're trying to be understanding. Like what? Empaths are a narcissist dream. Like once they know you're understanding, they really take that shit and run with it. True story. We really be out here condoning and forgiving when we really should be calling shit out. Well, I do now, but there was a time, man. There was a time. I know it's hard, especially when you're dealing with certain people. Disclaimer. I'm not appearing yet, but some of y'all need to let y'all kids go through the shit that they keep repeatedly doing so that they can truly learn the consequences of their actions. Otherwise, they'll never stop because they know you'll be there to make the excuse for them. It's so easy to feel sorry as an empath, especially when you know someone's history. For example, making excuses for an abuser because they have mental health issues. No. Avoiding calling out that toxic parent on their bullshit because you don't want to fight and because their parents didn't treat them any better. I don't think so. We make so many excuses for the fucked up shit people do to us and to other people because we try to be so understanding. Update. Don't. I'm not saying it's your job to punish or judge in that right, but you don't have to condone bad behavior. You don't have to grant those people access to you. You can understand the underlying factors of the situation, like their mental health, like their upbringing, their genuine ignorance to the wrongdoing. But you are not responsible for their actions. You aren't responsible to enable them and make excuses for their behavior. A lot of times we excuse bad behavior because those people have been in our lives for a long time. But let me tell you, I will scrub the Eiffel Tower with a toothbrush before I excuse shitty behavior anymore. That's it. That's all. That's what I came to say. (sighs) Exhaustion. It is mentally physically and emotionally exhausting to be an empath, especially when you don't know how to manage yourself. When you're day after day focused on caring, worrying about and supporting other people, you burn yourself out real bad and real fast. And at that point is when you start letting other people's emotions affect you in unhealthy ways. Then you start to feel irritable and numb. Your body starts to feel tired 24-7. You start to isolate yourself. Your brain gets all foggy. People start to take advantage, etc., etc. You can drain yourself so fast, and then boom. You realize no one's there to show you empathy and compassion. (laughs) No one's there to lift you up off the ground. If anything, they take it personal when you reach that point of burnout because... How dare you not be there when I need you? (laughs) It's so hard for an empath to say no sometimes, especially to people who mean the most to you. You start to think that if you take the time for yourself, then they won't love you anymore. They'll think you abandon them. All of that. Which, if it does turn into that, treat that as your one-way ticket out of their life. Because someone who truly loves you 
won't let you sacrifice yourself in order to benefit them. Someone who truly loves you won't let you sacrifice yourself in order to benefit them. Check your circle. I know I have empathy exhaustion when I reach that level of irritability where I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear your problems. I don't want to know what you're going through. I need to ice this shoulder and lean on myself for a hot minute because it can be a lot. And it's really important for empaths, for empathetic people to understand when you reach that point of exhaustion and burnout um, to really step back and take care of yourself. Because if you don't, no one will. And they'll just continue and continue to 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 lean on you even when you can't even lean on yourself. Yeah. So how do I balance empathy now? Because I don't really think I've changed as a person when it comes to being empathetic. Um, I pride myself on being empathetic, actually, because it takes a certain type of person to be empathetic because you have to have that ability to feel a person's energy without them even having to say anything. And growing, I've learned that not everyone has that set of skills, but I think I've built a good solid set of skills that I use to balance empathy now. So number one, I don't watch the news. I know I probably should because there's a lot that goes on, but it tends to be all sad. Like, when you sit and watch the news, it's it's depressing, for real. I mean, I find different ways to get useful information, but I digest it at my own pace, in my own time. Um, And I look at the news that I want to look at. Also, number two, I limit my social media in the morning. I don't immediately go to my phone and open it, period, first thing in the morning. I spend that first 10 to 15 minutes just going through some some mindful exercises. I do like a five-minute reading. I journal. I do all that in the morning, first thing, before I even check my phone um, to make sure that I'm good, that I know what how I feel, how I want my day to go before I let any outside influences impact that. Number three, I journal my success because it's so easy for me to forget the things that I do well, the things that I have already accomplished when I'm in a sea full of goals and just constantly being hungry for that next step. Um, Sometimes it's hard for me to, to, to sit back and look at the things I've done in my life um, things that I have accomplished, accomplished. So definitely writing down those things so I can remember those and look back um, helps me. Drinking water. Water has so many benefits, but you drink enough water, you won't have time to be empathetic because you'll be too busy using the bathroom, to be honest. Um, exercising is another thing. Um, I find a way to exercise in any way that could be, whether that's going to the gym, whether that's walking at the park, no matter what it is. But exercising is that one selfish activity that 
benefits you in such a great way, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, definitely spending time focusing on myself when it comes to exercise is a way that I can balance um, everything. Therapy, definitely therapy. Um, it's That's a tool and resource that I've used for probably the past six years, to be honest, six or seven years now. Um, that has helped me along the way, being able to balance and manage, um, ditching those draining people. Yeah, that was like, I should have put that at step one. Um, yourself. I don't think I have anybody in my life right now that completely drains me to the point to where, it exhausts me because I love myself enough. <laughs> I respect myself enough and I am selfish enough to not let you walk into my life and take my peace, interrupt my peace, interrupt what I have going for myself. Surrounding myself with positive people who can help me stay grounded and stay focused and stay uplifted is definitely a key as well. You have to have a good mix of people around you, like different people there for different reasons who provide different things. Um, I was talking about this with Joe, actually, but you got to have a different group of people, like different people for different things. But definitely having those positive people um, help me. Um, and then reading. Um, if y'all have never read a book called The Four Agreements, I would recommend you read The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um it's a book that really changed my life. Um, I still practice these four agreements or at least try to every day. And I think the one thing I learned in this book is this book was written um, for people who fall off track often. And they even talk about it in the book, like you're going to, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose yourself sometimes, but it's that power and capability to get back on track that matters. Um, but that's really how I balance myself being such an empathetic person who is so emotion driven, um, definitely practice those skills on a day to day basis um, to keep myself going. So. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this talk on empathy and hopefully we all walk away with something. Thank you so much for listening along. I'm Jermaine. And again, this is it's not that deep. And I will talk to you guys in the next one.